0: So do you believe in evolution? Seriously? You want me to answer that question? Of course. Of course I don't believe in evolution. You know, and I don't believe in gravity either because, you know, the earth is flat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the earth is flat actually. Well,
0: what's your point now?
1: No, I thought I'll talk a little bit about something that is related to evolution. Now that you don't believe in it, uh, Hmm. I think this is the end of today's podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. (laughs)
0: you give up so easily or what what is this <laughs> all right so i
1: just wanted to talk a little bit about something called as the genographic project which was an undertaking by uh, national geographic and ibm so would you be interested in talking about it
0: of course if you want to prove me wrong probably this is the chance so we all know that
1: evolution is what led from a single cell bacteria to a complex being like human being right So we can trace ourselves back to some simple celled organism. But how far do you think in uh, past do we need to go to find a single common ancestor for all the human beings who are existing today?
0: Um, In terms
1: of generations or years, anything is fine.
0: I'm not sure, but I'll say around like 100,000 years
1: you'll be surprised to know that it's just 2000 generations back in history that's it yes all the existing human beings um, can be traced back to a common ancestor who lived um, around 60,000 years ago
0: that's it okay yeah. so i was not that far off like 40,000 years well that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's
1: the uh, uh, that's the scientific adam if uh, you know the story of adam and eve of course i do so this is a scientific adam he lived around 60,000 years ago if you trace back that is like 2000 human generations so basically it's what what I'm trying to say is all the people in this world they can be traced back to one single person if you just go back 2000 generations isn't it little That
0: know? that's actually kind of scary you know like uh, there was this one person from whom everyone evolved so what if that person you know somewhat got killed or something before the next generation came into existence
1: in fact we almost came close to extinction. i'll uh, we'll talk more about it in today's episode
0: okay let's get into it Welcome to the Writer and Geek Show. This is Shankar and uh, we have Vishnu over there. And uh, what are we going to talk about today?
1: We are going to talk about the Genographic Project.
0: Okay, let's begin. So, yeah, you were saying about uh, evolution, right? And then, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. so evolution is a concept that basically everybody kind of knows, Um, not in the strict sense of how it actually happened, but we have different theories about it. Um We all say that, you know, humans evolved from apes, hmm. which is true, but not strictly true. Uh, some people even argue evolution asking that, if humans evolved from apes, why are still apes existing when humans are already there? Yeah. So uh, those kind of questions are answered by, you know, actually by studying evolution and stuff. Like that.
0: Some even say that we evolved from Neanderthals. <laughs> don't you remember?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So people don't really understand how evolution works. So if you trace back human history, um, humans were formed in Africa, which was a continent which was moving around Indian Ocean not connected to any other continent around 23 million years ago is when first human-like apes appeared in africa um because it was all covered by water at that time because uh, the tectonic plate movement had kept africa separate from the entire eurasian continent around 16 million years ago uh, these two continents collided hmm. uh, and first exodus exodus or. uh the first migration of human-like apes happened around 16 million years ago from Africa, because that is the time when Africa went and you know uh, collided with the Eurasian continent. Um, so the 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 ape-like beings which came out of Africa became um, today's orangutans and baboons. The ones which stayed back became chimpanzees, gorillas, and eventually human beings. So our origin is in Africa, because basically every single person in this whole world is an African. Now. The normal study of um, evolution or human evolution happened through, uh, you know, uh, finding out the fossils and remains of human beings, human like creatures, which existed long time back. Uh, so looking at the skull structure and looking at the skeletal structure, we kind of ev- uh, try to um, regenerate how those look- beings would have been. And we try to create a lineage from human beings back to them. And kind of say that this these are our ancestors. So the earlier uh, thing that you said about Neanderthals. So Neanderthals and humans are very sim, uh, similar looking beings. But we are not descendants of Neanderthals. So there has been a divergence that has happened at some point. Uh, which is more easily uh, tracked by using DNA. Hmm. So you know what DNA is. DNA is uh, in simple words it's kind of a blueprint of every single organism in this uh, world. So, human beings have DNA and every other living thing has DNA, even mushrooms and tomatoes and cats and dogs and everything. So, DNA comprises of four bases, ACGT. So, different combinations of these bases kind of create a blueprint.
0: So, it's like a storage space where you have like all the information uh, which will help develop the uh, organism. Yeah. So, uh, when an
1: offspring is created, this DNA is replicated and copied and that is how you know, okay, how how the next generation to should look like hmm. but sometimes in this copy copying process there might be some l- slight little variation that just come in so those are the variations which are called mutations we have heard about mutation mostly in science fiction it's yeah. not that kind of a mutation where you know uh, they completely change into something like x men i'm talking about subtle changes uh, which might create a new characteristic it can be an eye color it can be hair color it can be the way that noses are shaped or probably and the like behaviors that. too it can be yeah. so um modern day study of human lineage is based on dna so that is where this genographic project comes into picture um so as i said it was led by uh, dr spencer wells the project started in 2005 he was leading the project from 2005 to 2015 uh so his study was based on collecting DNA samples from different parts of the world and trying to understand how this entire human migration happened across this world. So if you look at today's world, you have so much diverse uh, you know, races and diverse cultures across the world in different parts of the world, right? From one single human being from Africa, how did we end up with so much of diverse characteristics? So if you look at an Asian man and you look at an African man, Indian man, or you look at an European person, right? We all have very distinctive and uh, different characteristics, even biologically and even, you know, in other aspects Mm. as well. So... This his entire study was to understand how this migration happened. That is a core of uh, genographic
0: project. So, uh, sh- in you know, in short, he was trying to find out from where humans evolved, the first person from whom uh, you know we all evolved. Yeah, yeah.
1: So the ba- uh, so he conducted this study by uh, taking samples of either blood or cheek cells and uh, studying their Y chromosome. So Y chromosome is a chromosome that decides the gender of a human being. So if uh, if you have Y chromosome, that means you're a male child. Hmm. Okay. Um, so female child ch- children have X and X. Hmm. And males have X and Y. So my Y chromosome is a chromosome that's passed on from father to son. Okay. Mostly without any mutation. Okay. But when a mutation happens from a father to son, that mutation is carried on for the next generation. So this is how you trace back your lineage to you know uh, any one particular person in the past. You look at look at a gen- generic mutation that is existing in your DNA, in your Y chromosome, and trace back many many uh, generations, and you find where it's st- actually originated, right? Mm-hmm. So that is how it is done. So it, let's uh, take an example of uh, it's it's a widespread story. I, it's a widespread belief that you know Genghis Khan had one of the big, biggest empire. And it is also believed that many people in this world are descendants of Genghis Khan, especially in Mongolia. Mongolians believe that they are all descendants of Genghis yeah,
0: Khan. Yeah, I think they believe that the whole world is, uh, you know, yeah. a so descendant of Genghis
1: Khan. To test this theory through genographic project, they take the DNA of few Mongolians from uh, who are around San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. Um, they run this test of Y chromosome. So it's universally known that there was one particular mutation that is very prevalent in the Central Asia region, especially in Mongolia, um, for many millions of people. So that so it can be concluded that this particular mutation came from one single ancestor. So who is the most powerful person uh, who lived around say 800 years ago who could have had multiple children and you know uh, passed on his mutation to m- many different people so we can assume that it was the Ch- it, it was genghis khan who would have passed on his y uh, chromosome to all these number of people
0: it sounds like some propaganda thing which you know what hitler <laughs> did kind of thing yeah
1: yeah so uh, genghis khan was a powerful ruler he used to conquer land. so they had this basic modus operandi of killing all the men and taking their uh, women. So his chromosomes would have been far spread, right? And in in the process of killing all the men, he is killed off all the other mutation that yeah. was existing at that point. So most of the people in Mongolia have this mutation, which his chromosomes had Y chromosome had. That is how you could trace any person back to uh, whether he's a, a descendant of Genghis Khan or not. So in the process, uh, where he uh, took the blood, took the DNA samples of four or five Mongolians from San Francisco, at least two of them were direct descendants of uh, Genghis Khan. Okay.
0: So out of like four or five, only two are direct descendants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: So now, Genghis Khan is one such person. So Genghis Khan is also the descendant of someone, right? He shares a mutation called M168, which is shared by you know around three billion people in the world. Wow. So, even Dr. Spencer Wells has that. I'm assuming we might also have it. Uh, But that was not something that every other human being had. There were few people who who didn't have that mutation. So, what that means is the first person who had that mutation is not our Adam yet. Okay. So, there is someone who was born before that who has given this uh who who have given who has given birth to these other set of people who don't have that mutation so okay. that is how we conclude that okay um this particular mutation is not the mutation that we are looking for we have to go deeper and find out another mutation which is existing globally right? which is existing in every single human being in the planet so that is how they realized okay there might be a someone else who was born before who is the common ancestor and uh, there is an uh, there is a um, small island Called Pate Island in Africa. So Spencer Wells, he goes there and he takes a blood sample from all the people. And this island specifically because it has a mixture of all the races. This was one of the trade center um, during medieval period and, you know, early medieval period where Indians and Chinese and uh, Middle East uh, traders, they came and went, Europeans came and went. So if you look at the racial uh, mixture of, it it had a wide, uh, you know, racial mixture uh, within its population so while taking the samples from this particular island out of 25 i think one person did not have this particular mutation which is prevailing in around 3 billion people in the world
0: oh the one with chengiz khan had
1: yeah chengiz khan and every other person had so that's how he understood that there is you know we have to go one level someone deeper. else is yeah. there so this means that there was a common ancestor who existed even before uh, Genghis, Genghis Khan Kahn and even before the uh, uh, person who had this M68 mutation for the first time, which is prevailing across the entire population in the world. Uh, so his next stop was Central Asia. Central Asia was where uh, one group of, uh, you know, human beings who started migrating from uh, Africa Um uh, who settled down in central asia and from there it went to europe and a- india and middle east and uh, then australia so before we go there taking a step back let's discuss why human beings had to go out of africa first hmm. so we we evolved in africa we uh, uh, were growing in population in africa but there came a time uh, somewhere around 70000 years ago uh, where the entire world's temperature started dropping so, this was the beginning of the Ice Age. Yeah. So, from 17,000 to close to, I think, uh, 10,000 years back was uh, was the Ice Age period. So, when Ice Age started, the entire northern hemisphere was filled with glaciers and, you know, sheets of ice. So, places like Canada, North America, and Britain, and Europe, everything was covered in ice. Africa became mostly a desert. So, the reason being, the more ice covers an area more moisture it absorbs mm. it actually prevents more rainfall from happening in all this tropical region so africa became a desert the coastline receded around 40 kilometers away from the actual coast so the uh, so these human beings who were living across the coast they couldn't find seafood and the people who were living within these settlements within africa they couldn't find food as well so food was a major thing for them at that point right of so it reached to such a level where human population was so close to extinction that the population was around 2,000 human beings. Are you serious? Yeah, this happened somewhere around 70,000 years ago. 70,000. Yeah, so now think of it. We just evolved from 2,000 I- human beings into, you know, almost 7, 7 billion now. More than 7 billion yes. now. So at this point... So if you look at the historical fossil records, uh, from millions of years ago when human, human like apes appeared, till that 70,000 years ago, the kind of tools that we used by Neanderthals and all, which we discussed in one of yeah. the previous episodes, spears and all this, uh, you know. Very primitive yeah, tools. They were all primitive in the sense for, for almost many, many thousands of years, there has not been a serious progress or innovation that happened. Yeah. So that is why, when all these things were going wrong, like when the ice age started, humans were having trouble trying to sustain their life. But this was the same time when there was a drastic change that came into the intelligence of human beings. Um, they started uh, making better tools. They started creating artwork, like paintings and stuff like that in the caves. They started creating stone uh, ornaments and stuff like that. So there, there is a big uh leap that happened sometime around this time so that is when humans started moving out of Africa in search of uh, different... Though
0: the whole world, almost the whole world was covered in ice, they started venturing yes. into those places so that they can get food. Yeah, and because
1: they stuff. they were forced to do that because Africa has become basically a desert. Now they had no other choice to survive other than, you know, venturing out and going uh, out and seeking. So what they did initially was they kept through, uh, they migrated very close to the shorelines. So from Africa, they went to Middle East. From Middle East, they went ac- across the shoreline through India, and you know, eventually, because of the continent, because of this ice age, uh, most of the areas were connected. Like if you look at hmm. Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia was connected to uh, Indonesia, and you know, Austria Australia was, was to yeah Australia. Australia was connected to Guinea, but Australia and uh, Southeast Asia had a small gap of like one fifty kilometers of sea. So, this migration happened through India to Australia. So, that is all documented. Like, if uh, there was a particular mutation which was present in all the aborigines in Australia. Okay. This mutation was traced back to, uh, you know, someone in the Tamil Nadu region of uh, wow. India. So, that shows that the migration happened through India to Southeast Asia and then to Australia eventually. So that is one section, right? So one part of the, uh, one, one, uh, group migrated all the way to Africa. So aborigines are direct descendants of these African, uh, group which migrated out. The second group went to Central Asia. Now Central Asia was a, it was kind of a prairie land at that, that point. They had abundance of food and meat and everything. Uh, a part of which moved to China. China was mostly isolated. That's why uh, Chinese and uh, you know the area around China, they the people have very you know specific features. Yeah, they are very uh, different from the other uh, you know. Okay, race, it's because races. of the isolation. Yes, so the isolation happened there. One group which came to India and the other group. Uh, there are two other groups. One went to Europe. Europe. So Europe was one of the last, uh, last occupied, um, continents uh, with America. Europe was mostly empty. The first humans migrated around thirty-five thousand to ten thousand years ago. The they were called Cro-Magnon men. Um, So their uh, when they started moving to these much colder lands, um, and these are higher in latitude than Africa. So Africa had this direct sunlight. So most of the people had this dark skin because Mm -hmm. melanin is one of your direct uh, one of the natural. sunscreens uh, which the body produces so as you move up to the higher latitudes you'll There's need less of your sunscreen right that's how he, europeans started having paler skins and different features uh, they they were uh, developing as a separate race as such uh, the specific characteristics that we see in europe is because of the climatic conditions that were prevailing okay. uh, at that point now um, another group is the group which went to america so how do you suppose that, you know, uh, this migration happened from to America? Because it's it was a separate continent altogether, right?
0: Because of the Ice Age? Maybe, you know, uh, there was some connection between uh, Europe and the American continent?
1: So, yeah, you're right. What happened around 20,000 years ago, which was a peak of Ice Age, uh, a group of very... Um, Adventurous group, I must say, because it was one of the most difficult climatic conditions anywhere in the world. They traveled through Siberia wow. into America, so you know the almost be-
0: through the North Pole, uh,
1: almost I think maybe near the Ar- Arctic Circle to uh-huh. an extent. Um, so you know, Bering Strait, yeah, Bering yeah, yeah, Strait yeah, is yeah. the Strait that divides uh, Asia from North America, right? Yeah. So Russia on one side and Alaska on the other side. Mm-hmm. So this Bering Strait was uh i wouldn't say landmass it was covered with ice uh, mm. it, or maybe there was a passage which was called beringia through which these early settlers traveled through the harsh winter into north america
0: seriously i have no idea how they did that seriously. what do you
1: yeah you should really appreciate the fact that the, you know at that time, when you don't have any technology or any protection or any kind of clothing that we have at this point, they still ventured into the unknown, hoping that there will be a good future for them. Passed, uh, you know, from uh, a Eurasian continent to Americas. Uh, so what happened after that was that was a time when Ice Age was receding. Hmm. So once they crossed into Alaska... They got water, cut off. Water started filling in the Bering Strait and they were completely marooned for some time. And they couldn't move down to Canada and US because there was a lot of ice which were hmm. covered. But after that, eventually the land became warmer. Uh, and I think within 800 years of them crossing, the whole of North and South America was populated. Okay. So the native Indian population which uh, which occupied the North and South America had their origins somewhere within Siberian region. Hmm. And there is a tribe called Chukchi tribe. Chukchi tribe uh, is attributed as the ancestor of, uh, you know, uh, the Native Americans. So if you look at the features, Native Americans have, you know, features similar to Chukchi tribe, which looks a little bit similar to Mongolian. uh, They have these Mongolian features and stuff. So that is a connection. So Mongolia, Chukchi, and then it went all the way to uh, South America. And one more thing that I, uh, I would, I would like to mention here is probably I should have mentioned earlier, um, is a tribe in Central Africa. It was, it's called, have you heard of Hadzabe tribe?
0: Are they the ones who speak very weirdly?
1: They are the ones who have this clicking noises yeah, in yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. use all them. this. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah.
0: heard or read about them.
1: They sometime. use all the yeah, 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 kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, syllables. Yeah. So, None of the world's existing languages have this clicking noise, except Hmm. that uh, when we say something, it's not even counted as a clicking language as such. It's just not part of our, uh, you know, regular vocabulary. But this clicking language, click click, was a part of early languages. So Hmm. when 60,000 years ago, when that revolution happened in art Hmm. and, you know, um, development of tools, one other thing that was developed was language. So these early languages had clicking as a part of their vocabulary. But this Bushmen of Africa, they still have Bushmen in the sense this Hadzabe tribe, they still use that language which has this clicks. So they are the ones which are the one tribe which is very much close to the uh, scientific Adam who was living around sixty thousand years ago. So studying their DNA, you can get get to know many many things about how life was at that point. Wow. Yeah, I think this same language was an inspiration for that Bahubali character.
0: Yeah, in the movie uh-huh. uh-huh. the, the, the uh, what is that barbarian yes yeah, he had character. a click he
1: uses a clicking <laughs> language right
0: maybe they did their research properly of course anyway it's actually it came as a surprise when you told me uh, you know people migrated from Siberia to North America mm. to that what is that Bering Strait yeah so I I thought probably they made some boats and they you know they took the normal path or and maybe they took a flight
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know you were lied to many times in school where they told you that Christopher
0: Columbus was the first yeah, person to reach. <laughs> you know seriously and uh, they say that uh, Magellan was the first person to travel around the world
1: but then Magellan dry- died somewhere in Philippines didn't he
0: Yeah but you cannot travel around the world right because earth oh, is flat <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe he fell off the corner
0: that's how he died so now now you do right <laughs> okay uh, anyway yeah
1: yeah so um that is that was a basic uh hmm. that's how basically uh everything got populated it was around roughly thirty five thousand years for uh for uh you know humans to travel from africa to americas which can
0: be done in few hours these days yeah and if Elon Musk can get things done probably we can do that in 30 minutes but oh, man. Y- you know this uh, while uh,
1: reading about this entire thing what stuck me was that um, you know there is so much of differences in this world in terms of race and community and religion and all that things what we don't realize is if you just go back 2000 generations of our life our forefathers and ancestors you are basically the children of the same person yeah. right you're all brothers and sisters talking different mm. language looking little different and all that stuff
0: seriously we are actually divided through nationalism these days you know there are like so many different countries uh, mm-hmm. we don't know each other personally but we are we we spread hatred like most of the time just because we are from different countries but when you think about it like we have come from the same person 2000 generations, generations back yeah which is just
1: if, which is like Roughly 50,000 years. 50,000 yeah. years is not a big time if you look at the history of the world as Yeah, such.
0: it's kind of a revelation. They should actually
1: teach this in schools. This is why you should learn science hmm. before you learn anything else. Exactly.
0: Welcome to the Writer and Geek Show. Today we have a... <laughs>